today, let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 5 through 7, F 5, chapter 5, verse 7. It's very, very short text. It says, together, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Say it again. We walk by faith, not by sight. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. God is a gracious God, a good God, and good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Y'all lean forward a little bit. You know, give me the gift of your attention. Amen. And uh, give me the, uh, also the gift of believing that God has something to say through me to you. Amen. Believing, having faith to believe that God has something to say to you through me. Amen. Uh, thank you, Jesus. We're talking about uh, a better life. Uh, the the uh, text that we're, it's our jumping off point for this series is uh, Psalm 63 and 3 where it says, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. Amen. And we said that we wanted to take out that just then and just say, better life. You know, we all want and desire a better life. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. And we want to be better at life. Amen. We want a better life, and we want to be better at life. Amen. And God wants that for us. There are a plethora of scriptures that point to the fact that God wants that for us. Amen. I haven't even gotten into, you know, how Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Amen. An abundant life. A life full of life. Praise God. And, and, and Jesus is desirous of us experiencing that. And he showed us the way. He epitomizes how we live that out. How we live out loud in such a way where our lives uh, become become progressively better. Amen. Progressively better. You know, there have been many to espouse that we can that we can live our best life. Amen. But that ain't always, you know, biblical to say living my best life now. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. What we would what prefer, prefer occurring is that we live the life that God has designated us for the, to live. And if we do, amen, if we do, we will experience a better life. Amen. I don't, I don't want it to be a, a meism. You know, every, the faith and the gospel and the word, just all about me and what I want. And, and just superimposing God's power and his... Uh, his blessings upon the life that we desire. You know, that's very myopic, very limited in, t in terms of understanding what God really wants to achieve and how he wants to fashion and shape us to be about his business so that we can achieve a better life. Amen? So it's not, it's not a selfish endeavor. It's a selfless endeavor that we seek. If we're selfish, we're going to always be disappointed. Amen. Always be 
flustered and frustrated. Amen, somebody. But God wants to give us the ability to change the outcome. Amen. Change the outcome. And he gives us the ability to overcome even dire circumstances. You know, this the primary text, one of the primary texts today is from 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. Amen. We're going to walk you through this right, right quick. Uh, now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elijah. Amen. So this is one of the priests, one of the full-time ministers that make up the synagogue staff, the church staff. And uh, he's died. And so this woman, she's a widow now. And, uh, and she's, uh, uh, she's one of the, again, and she's one of the wives, wives of, the, of, the, of one of the prophets, priests, pastors. Your servant, my husband, is dead, she says. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. Amen? So, so she, he died owing, owing a substantial amount of money. Amen? And in this time, uh, if you owe money, you could be indebted to become the slave of your creditor. Or they could confiscate your children to become slaves, to pay off that debt. Amen? So now the creditor has come on to knocking on her doorstep, and as a result, you know, he wants the children. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? You know, you, you, you can imagine, she comes to the pastor, you know, the chief pastor, the senior pastor, the lead pastor, and she says to, uh, to, to, to and, and he, she says to him, I got a problem. And then, uh, and, and, she, and, she, and he says, what you want me to do? That sounds kind of harsh. Seemed like he would have the solution to the problem. He's the pastor. That's what y'all think sometimes, that I got all the answers. <laughs> what you want me to do? <laughs> Amen. He was just bold and brash and honest. What you want me to do? In other words, I can't do nothing if you don't have a plan. Amen, somebody. So, so, uh, so then basically, tell me, and then, then he goes on to say, well, let me, let me, let me help you along and help, help you process this. She, he says, tell me, what have you in the house? Amen. She said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. You know, just a little flask of oil. That's all I got. That's all, that's all I have. Then he said, now, now go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and, and, and not too few. In other words, go around the, na the whole neighborhood and bring back to your home as many, you know, uh, containers as you possibly can. Large, you know, containers. Just bring it. Every everything that you can find in the neighborhood, in the community, among your friends and family members and neighbors, you know, amen, somebody. You know, just have them lend you these vessels. And, and go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. Amen, somebody. Now, all she got is this small flask, this small container of oil. And he says to her, her to just proceed to pour oil from this small container into larger containers. Amen. I heard a preacher who was, who was a phenomenal hooper. 
Know, some of y'all know what hooping is, don't you? <laughs> Amen. And he, he just had this rhythm. He said, the more she poured, the more she had to pour. <laughs> <laughs> she hit that thing strong. He hit it strong. The more she poured, the more she had to pour. He just get, he get stronger and stronger. He just hit it melodiously. The more she poured, the more she had to pour. Amen. So she, <laughs> that's the best I could do. I, you know, Kirk can hoop, Kirk can hoop, Kirk and Renard can hoop better than me. Amen. They got those melodious voices. Amen. So, so that's my that's my imitation of a hoop. Okay. So, so, so she, you know, so she she the more she poured the more she had to pour. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, it's a small flask of oil. That's all she got, just a little bit of oil. But she just kept pouring, and it get, just kept filling up all these huge containers that she's borrowed from all over the community, all over the neighborhood. She sought out every family member, every friend, every neighbor. And the more she poured, the more she had to pour. Amen? Until every Every container that she borrowed was full. And when one, one is full, set it aside. So, so she went from, from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. In other words, she's filled every empty container in her home with this expensive oil. What a miracle. What a sign. What a wonder. Amen, somebody. And the all stopped flowing. After everything was full, it stopped flowing. And then she came to the, to, to, to the man of God and said, go sell the all and pay your debts. And you and your sons can live on the rest. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Now, now, now you thinking now, wait a minute. First of all, she had a plan. Her plan was, I'm going to go to the man of God, get some advice, some counsel, get some direction. Amen, somebody. And then, you know, as usual, God uses what you already have in your hand. God wants to feed 5,000 folk. What does he do? He finds the boy with the lunch. He's got five loaves and two fish. You know, he said, let me have your lunch. And guess what? He began to... To, 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 he blessed first the lunch. He, he, uh, he divided it. And as he divided uh, the loaves and the fish, they multiplied. He's the only one that I know that can multiply by dividing. Yeah. Amen, somebody. And an exponential, you know, gift of food was extended to these folk using what was already in the midst. Amen. It was already there. The lunch. This boy had his lunch. He could have easily said, look, I got mine. The rest of these folks, they on their own. But no, he said, I got mine, and I'm willing to put what I have in your hands. Amen? I mean, this is a big lesson. If we would just learn to put what we have in God's hands, amen, you're so afraid of losing that you don't know one of the formulas to gain. It's to place what you have in God's hands. First, it starts with you. Amen. First of all, you don't really belong to you. You were made by Almighty God, created in his image. 
extended the opportunity to occupy the planet because of his design. It says that you were beautifully and wonderfully made, that you were knit together in your mother's womb, that he is the great designer, he is the architect of life. He blows within us the breath of life. He's the one that, you know, brings us to life. God says, you know, first start by giving yourself to me. Amen. And then proceed to give it all. Deed it all over to God. Whatever you own, you know, if you got a mansion, make it, make it God's mansion. This is God's house. It ain't my house. If you got a vehicle to ride in, say, man, this is God's automobile. Amen, somebody. If you got a closet full of clothes, God is the one that opened the door for me to purchase these clothes. God clothes me. Amen. He opens up the opportunity to have, for me to have purchasing power. He gives us energy. He gives us wisdom. He gives us insight. Praise God. He's the one that gives us the breath of life and the intellect, the skill, the expertise to get it done. So give God glory, honor, and praise for life and living. And put your life in God's hands. Put your health in God's hands. Put your relationships in God's hands. Put your finances in God's hands. Put it all in his hands. Because he's the one who can give you the best life. Amen? And a better life. Amen? So sometimes when we think we don't have a lot of much, we feel like, I can't, I can't. That's all I got. You know, well, if that's all you got, you need to bring all you got and give it to God. Amen. And let God begin to increase your life. Amen, somebody. You know, so, so, so but, but she had more than that. First of all, she had a good enough relationship with the pastor to call on him. Amen, somebody. And he answered. Amen. Secondly, he told her to go out amongst her friends and family members. I'm sure some of them were members of the synagogue, the church, and go out and get vessels and borrow them. And she must have had a good enough relationship with, for the folk in her circle to be able to borrow the vessels. Amen, somebody. In other words, she wasn't living her life in isolation. If you want to be blessed, you can't live in isolation. Amen. What does a community of faith give you? It gives you a body of people to connect with. If you're not in isolation, you're not by yourself. You don't do life by yourself because you're going to need people. Amen. And people are going to need you. And if you're out the loop and you isolate it, you will never be able to make yourself available to be a blessing to somebody else. And you'll not be in position to allow somebody to bless your life. That's why the disconnect is a problem. A disconnect is a problem in living your best life. Amen. She had enough of a relationship to go to folk homes and get these big vessels. These things are worth something. You know, folk like their little containers and stuff, the little vases and vases and containers, and you know that stuff is important to us. Wait a minute now, you want my, you want my big container? I'm, I'm planning on using that, or it's decorative or something. I got it here. You want me to take it and give it? What you going You what if you break it? You know, it's made of clay. You know, it's 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 it's, it's expensive or it's it's valuable to me. I like my containers. Amen, somebody. We even got now a container store. You know, we like containers. You know, Tupperware, Tupperware made, <laughs> made millions and millions, billions on containers. Amen, somebody. Containers are special. They're important then and they're important now. Amen. So, you know, you coming to get my containers? 
You coming to get my Tupperware? Amen, I don't give everybody my Tupperware. Amen, you got to be a friend to get my stuff. You know, you ain't getting my good lemonade pitcher. What's wrong with you? Amen, unless, unless I'm in relationship. If I'm in relationship with you, you can get this from me. So she shows that she's connected. She's not isolated. She's in relationship. She's not out uh, alone or a maverick on her, on her own. Amen. We need one another. Say to somebody, we need you, each other. We need one another. How you live a better life is through connection to other people. Amen. That's, that's one of the problems that we think we can just come in here and live an isolated life, disconnected from one another, and think we're going to benefit from the blessings of God. The Word of God says that iron sharpens iron. It ain't talking about no mental stuff. It's talking about you and I. We sharpen each other. We make each other better. If, I, and if I'm not in a close proximity to you, I can't become a better person. If I don't get a chance to minister to or be mini, or, or minister to you or uh, be ministered to by you, then I can't get better. Iron sharpens iron. Amen, somebody. So she had these relationships. Amen. I remember during the God encounter, one testimony was given, and the guy said, you know something? What blessed my life is exceptional people. That thing rang in my spirit. Exceptional people in my life. That's what blesses your life, to find some exceptional people, some people with some spirit, some people with some joy, some people with some love, some people with some hope, amen, some people with some wisdom, knowledge, discernment, amen, that you don't get that from everywhere, anybody, amen, any old Joe Blow can't give you that, you got to get connected to the people of God to make that kind of connection, when you make that connection, it is priceless, amen, it sharpens your life. Amen. It redeems you, praise God. It, it helps to, to you, you achieve a makeover, if you will, because you see that, that in progress. So these relationships with exceptional people allow her to overcome. Amen, somebody. And then the word says that she went in and shut the door. Amen, somebody. You know, when God gives you a vision, something, you can't just tell everybody about it. Amen. God is doing some stuff for doing the work in you. You just can't broadcast that, brag about that. You know, you, you, you got you to gotta get, 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 be humble. So she closed the door. Lord, you're going to do a work? Amen. I'm not going to let nobody poo-poo on what you're about to do. I'm not going to let nobody discourage me. I'm not going to let nobody be cynical or negative about what's about to occur. Amen. I'm not going to let nobody tell me that you crazy getting all these jars and you ain't got but a flask, a little flask of oil. No, that ain't happening. Amen. You must be crazy yelling up all these pots all over the neighborhood. You done lost your mind. So she closed the door. Amen. I don't want no input at this time. I need a miracle. I need a sign. I need a wonder. Amen. So she pulled to herself her son. Hey, look, listen. Y'all go get, the, get this stuff and it's about to happen up in here. Amen, somebody. So, so you got to believe that God can make it happen. You got to stop excusing yourself, excusing, getting all these, that can't happen, that can't happen to me. I can't overcome my finances. I can't go overcome, I'm, I'm not qualified. I don't have the educational background to get that. I can't make that happen. See that, it can't, 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 lack, lack, can't, attitude, can't, ain't going to get you nowhere. 
Amen. You got to close the door. Close the door. For just let in people who have faith. Just, just let people be close to you who believe. Praise God. And then every now and then, you got to close yourself in such a way. Don't nobody know but you and Jesus. Jesus, we're about this business, and we're getting it done to the glory of Almighty God. And I know you can make it happen. So too often, our deeper experience, our better life is not experienced because of lack of faith. The word says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen, somebody. I, when we were starting this church, you'd think I'd have told everybody, told the world, right? I picked out six folk to tell. Amen, somebody. Six people. That's all, just six families. Amen. Didn't tell nobody. You know, and, and I, I didn't even tell my former church. Huh? You know, no, we're not talking about this. You know, we're going to do this. Amen. It ain't time to talk about it. It's time to be about it. Amen. Amen, somebody. You know, and what God does, he's going to do. It's going to take faith to believe God for a new community. It's going to take faith and a pioneering spirit to make this happen. It's, we're going to believe God for a new church. We're going to step out on faith and believe God can start something brand new. Amen. That he can start rejoicing the Lord ministries in spite of the naysayers, in spite of negativism, in spite of cynicism, in spite of doubt. Amen. I, can't, I ain't got time right now for doubt. I ain't got time for no fear. I ain't got no time for faithlessness. I need only faith on my side. And I went to six folk, and one folk, just one person disqualified himself, so I kept him out the loop from there on out because of his lack of faith. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you no more. You've been cut out the loop. Amen. You don't understand. You don't get it. You don't catch it. Praise God. God is about to do a new thing. A brand new thing. Amen. He's about to establish something new. Amen. So I shut the door. Amen. You got to shut the door when God is doing something new. When God is doing something special. When God is building something that he has commissioned you to build. You got to shut the door. Praise God. But you got to find the folk also who are willing to work with you. Privacy is important, but also relationship is important. You got to get rid of the excuses. You can't be overwhelmed by fear. Amen? I remember that old movie, uh, Doom. Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> Amen. It, it's the mind killer. It kills the mind. So we have to overcome fear. Amen? And believe God has the power to bring me out, to bring me over, and to bring me through. And that God has a better life for you. Even when you're shutting down an old life. She's shutting down. She, she's shutting down an old life. She, she lost her husband. And this day, it was difficult. Because the husband, basically only the males could, could own property. Now, you're getting ready to take the two, two males out of my house. So not only are you taking the men that can support me and provide for me, you're also taking my property. Because I can't even own property. Only the men can own property. So you're taking my land, you're taking my home, you're taking my property, you're taking everything from me. Amen, somebody. 
So this is a big deal, this loss that she's about to experience. But she goes to the house of God. She goes to the sanctuary. And, and you know, and too often we don't go to the sanctuary with the right intent and right purpose. We need to squeeze from this place the stuff that we need to move out in his name, to exercise faith and believe God for a better life. Amen. This is not just a gathering, a networking place. This is a place where power can be disseminated for, for the interests of God to be achieved in your life, for the kingdom to be built up. And God wants to use you and I to do that, and he can give us the better life needed to achieve it. Amen, somebody. So God wants to give us a better life. Amen, somebody. So what does God do to facilitate that? In, in uh, James 5 and 7, be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until he receive, it receives uh, the early and the late rains. See, see, God wants us to be planters, sowers. Amen. And until we get that sowing mentality, we're willing, we're willing, we're willing to give and, and to deposit as opposed to get and gain. Amen, somebody. We can't move into our best life. God wants us to become generous folk, even when it's difficult, ready to get put into his hands, our life, our witness, our work, everything that's precious and priceless to us, place it in his hands. Amen. We got to get rid of the victim mentality that will paralyze you and have an embrace of the victorious mindset. I am more, more, more more, more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can do all things. Praise God. He meets my needs according to his riches and glory. I believe I have faith. Praise God. I believe in the birthing process of my God. Amen. You know, you're anticipating the baby. The baby, you know, you're anticipating getting pregnant. You're anticipating having a baby. The baby, now you're pregnant. Now you anticipate having a baby. You don't wait to get the nursery ready after that. You start the process of preparing for this child. Amen. You start to acquire the nursery, the space. You know, you start, you're going to have a baby shower so that other folk can contribute to the process. Amen, somebody. You know, you, don't, you, you start to anticipate. You start to have a spirit of expectation, even though the child is not yet here. Amen. You believe that the birthing pains are going to be fruitful and productive, that life is on the way. Amen. You don't start, you don't start to, you know, uh, celebrating life before it comes. Amen. After it comes, you, you celebrate life while it's in process of coming. Amen. That's why you worship. One of the reasons we worship and praise God is the celebration of life, the fullness of life, before it even arrives. Amen. That's why you got to be praiseful and worshipful and thankful, praise God. You know, if you haven't learned how to be thankful, you need to learn how to be thankful. Just, just, just list, have a litany of things that you're thankful for. Just, just, just begin to thank God. You know, one suggestion is like three things every day. Find three things you can be thankful for. Amen. Start to change and rewire your mindset. Rather than a mindset of lack, a mindset of abundance. These are the three things that I am thankful for today, oh God. And then that consistency of thankfulness begins the spirit of anticipation. Amen? In other words, the more, the more I pour, the more I'm going to have to pour. 
the more I pour into worship and praise, the more God sends down blessings in abundance, praise God. The more I invest in the invisible, it's not seen yet, it's not here yet, but I believe it's on the way. It's not seen yet, it's not here yet, but there is a imminent arrival. Amen, somebody. It's not seen yet, it's not here yet, but, it, but it's shown of coming. To the glory of Almighty God. So I'm believing God for increase. I have a spirit of anticipation. I have a spirit of expectation. I have a spirit of preparation. So I prepare for the blessings of God. Amen. Some of us got such small containers. Amen. How, how you going? How you going? How you get something filled up? You ain't got nothing to put it in. Amen, somebody. I'm talking about room. You know, you, you know, you expend it this way and spend it this way. You ain't make no room to do nothing for God. You know, so so now I'm all, I'm stretched this way. I'm up I'm up to the hilt in debt and credit and all that kind. Of, I ain't I ain't got no room to do nothing for nobody else. It's all about me, amen. And because it's all about me, I don't have no room, amen. If you don't have no room on your credit card, there's an indication that you ain't got no room, amen. Somebody. So I got to make some room, amen, because God wants to take what I have and use it to get what he wants me to have. And if I ain't got nothing, amen, somebody, or acknowledge I always feel like I don't have nothing, amen, I don't make any wiggle room to have anything left over, praise God, then I'm always going to be lacking because I'm always stretched to the hilt, amen. But new life means I make margin room in my life to, to believe God for more, amen, somebody. But first, I got to appreciate what I have. I got to recognize what I have. I got to, I got to inventory what I have. I have, a, have to have an understanding of what I have. And, and, and I got to be thankful for what I have. Amen, somebody. So I got to seek him. And I got to have a planter's mentality. I got to discover and rediscover my purpose in Christ. Amen, somebody. So the word says, and without faith... It is impossible to please God, Hebrews eleven six. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists, and that He is He rewards those who seek Him. Amen. Too many of us believe that God is unable and unwilling. God is willing, and God is definitely able. Amen. Somebody, He loves us. Some of us lack the capacity to believe that God really loves you. Amen, somebody, because you feel like I don't deserve love or maybe it's been hard for you to receive love because, you know, it's been hard for you to please anybody and say, well, how can I please God? You know, I got this unpleasable daddy. I got this unpleasable mama that I can't please nobody. So how can I please God? God says, I love you just like you are. Like every parent loves their child. I mean, that got good sense anyway. You know, some folk got mental blocks and mental impairments that impede them from loving right. But the bottom line is, if I'm in my right mind, I love my child no matter what they do. Amen, somebody. God loves you no matter what you do. He loves you. Amen. And guess what? He ain't going to love you any more now than he will in the future. He loves you the same yesterday. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God loves you just like you are. Amen. He loves you abundantly, and he wants you to reach your highest potential, your highest potential. 
He wants you to achieve extraordinary things. He wants you to have a taste of exceptional living. He wants you to exceed expectations. He wants you to live a remarkable life. He wants you to have an amazing experience in him. He wants you to be marvelously blessed. He wants you to have unimaginable blessings. Amen, somebody. But some of us have settled for the status quo, the usual, the regular, the normal. Amen, somebody. You know, and you know, and, 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 and we like in this society heroes, and, and we, you know, matter of fact, the best-selling movies are those who have these heroes in them with supernatural abilities. Amen, somebody. You know, say, name some of them. What kind of heroes out there? Black Panther. Amen, somebody. Spider-Man. Captain America. Superman. Give me a female. Give me a female. Wonder Woman. Amen, somebody. Mm-hmm. We could go on and on. But these, these are the blockbusters where we can possibly imagine something supernatural, extraordinary, extraordinary abilities being unleashed in the planet to make this significant difference. But what we don't realize as Christians, we have been bequeathed extraordinary abilities. Extraordinary abilities to get the job done. Extraordinary insight to have wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. Extraordinary, extraordinary prophecies that can be and promises that we can access. Amen. The promises of God are yes and amen. They are sure and true. They are irrevocable, praise God. The blessings that God wants to bestow on us, this is about a matter of us knowing them, receiving them, acting upon them. Amen, somebody. I don't care if you're a pastor. God wants to bless you. He wants you to have a better life. A teacher, a better life. A laborer, a better life. Amen. A business leader, a better life. A governmental worker, a better life. Amen. An athlete, a better life. A factory worker, a better life. A driver, you know, a better life. A hairstylist, a better life. A student, a better life. Amen. He said, I came that you might have life. Amen, somebody. No matter what your walk of life is, I want, I want you to be blessed. I want you to understand that I came to give you a better life. But first, you have to realize that worshiping and praising, magnifying and glorifying me is better than life. Let me say that again. Relationship and connection with God is better than your life. Amen. Once I realize that my connection with God is better than life, I can move into the life. Amen, somebody. A different kind of life. A life that's not just fed by your belly. Amen. My daddy, he had a good. Amen, somebody. He had a good. And, uh, but he was proud of it. He would point at him and say, that's good living. Say, Dad, you probably, you know, Dad, you probably could have lived longer. Amen, somebody. You went too soon because of that. Point at that. See, God will give you more wisdom than that than say, this is the better life. To feed your belly ain't the better life. Amen. To just live recklessly is not the better life. 
to fulfill every desire and to seek after every pleasure, sensation, and thrill is not the better life. Amen, somebody. So, so, so you have to understand that God turns this thing topsy-turvy. He inverts it all and he helps us to understand what's real and what's fake, what's substantive and genuine and what's counterfeit. Praise God. What, 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 what he values and, and, and what's really not very important to him. Amen. That's what leads to the better life. A walk and a way that leads to his will and his word being achieved in your life. That's when we can tap into that untapped potential. We can, we can receive that unwrapped gift. Praise God from Almighty God. Amen. He's a master designer. And he sent his word, his will into our lives so that we can have more. Amen. You know, sometimes more is less. Amen, somebody. You know, more can, means also having less. See, if I want to be blessed, I got to have less, less of some stuff too. Amen. If I want to be blessed, I got to be, have the ability to be less judgmental. Amen. Less, less judgmental. I, if I want to be blessed, I, I, I have to be less of a procrastinator. Amen. This is how you get blessed. Amen. So, so God, bring me out of procrastination. If, if I want to be blessed, I need less drama in my life. I need less negativity in my life. Amen. If I, so, so I got to have some less in order to get to the best. Amen, somebody. If, 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 if I, if, if I got to be, if, if I want to get to the best of me, I got to be less defensive. Amen, somebody. I, I, I got to be more forgiving. So I need less and I need more. Amen. I need, I need less stress if I want to be blessed. I need less distractions if I want to be blessed. I need less harm and damage being done by me if I want to be blessed. I got to have less. Sometimes it takes less to have more. Amen. And then I need more. I need, I need more. Amen. I need more, stronger ability to overcome anger. Amen, somebody. I need more, more forgiveness in my life. I need more resilience in my life. I need more direction in my life. Amen, somebody. I need more focus. I need more support. I need more strength. I need more stamina. I need more peace. I need more joy. I need more love. I need more hope. Amen, somebody. I need more grace. That's, that's what God gives. God gives you more, but he also gives you less. Amen. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't want a whole lot of drama in my life. Amen, somebody. So, so God is the one who controls the confusion and the chaos and the stuff that can unravel your spirit and stress you out, praise God. God is the one that controls the environment. I, and then he's the one that gives me the ability to not succumb to the environment. You might be mad, but I ain't. Now, don't be disrespectful because you got self-control. Don't say, don't put it in your face. You ain't real. I ain't. Amen. That doesn't mean to be insensitive, but what it gives you the ability to have more empathy and more sympathy. Amen. Amen. As opposed to being irate and insulting. Amen, somebody. So when I get more of this, I got a better life. When, when I get more, the more ability to have more peace and more joy. When I get the ability to be more forgiving and more tolerant, praise God. When I can put up with some stuff, praise God. When God can trust me 
to have the right temperament and attitude and disposition and character traits, evidence in my life, I get peace of mind and joy of spirit and I get a better life. Amen, somebody. Because the outside stuff ain't going to change as much if the inside stuff don't change. If my attitude, my temperament, amen, if that don't change, if the outside stuff ain't going to matter, you can have a palatial state, amen, but, you know, you can be like, I think it was Rockefeller, who he, he couldn't hardly keep nothing on his stomach, all that money, but he can't keep nothing down. His digestive system ain't working right. So he, you know, irritant, you know, attitude, but to see, see, your spirit gets, it right, gets, gets you right when stuff ain't right. Amen? So you can be overcomers. That's why God says that I am more than a conqueror. In other words, in a setting and in a situation where that's disturbing, God still gives me peace. In a situation that seems dark and dismal, God still gives me hope. In a situation that seems discouraging, God still gives me courage and hopefulness. Praise God. God keeps my spirit, my soul, my heart, my mind, my emotion intact in spite of the circumstance. I transcend, I overcome circumstance because God has made me more than a conqueror. Somebody shout thank you. Amen. Won't you stand all over the house? Come on, give God a high clap. Give him a high clap. Get up there. Thank you, Lord, for the benefits and the blessings. Thank you, Lord, for the increase and the encouragement. Thank you, Lord, for the changing of my mind and heart. Thank you, Lord, that you can give me life. Some of us have the wrong perspective about the Christian life. As if somehow coming closer to God, you're going to lose something. Amen? No, 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 that's not what's going to happen. You ain't going to lose nothing. Somebody say, I'm going to lose my creativity. I'm going to lose my ability to influence things. I'm going to lose my ability to have political or economic or educational, you know, influence or impact. No, 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 that's not what happens. The opposite happens. He increases your ability. He increases your savvy and your insight and your wisdom, praise God. He allows you to enjoy life even more so, praise God. Because all that trouble and trauma and worry ain't on your head. You got less worry and less distractions and less preoccupation because your focus has been directed on God. And God says yes and amen. God says it's going to be all right. God says my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. Take my yoke upon you and find rest and peace in me, praise God. When I take on God, the burden gets lighter, not heavier. When I take on God, God gives peace like a river. It comforts and consoles my soul. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for the consolation of my God. Amen. Give him some praise today. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say it like you mean. Thank you, Lord, for your outstretched hand. He's got a hand that's outstretched. Right now, you, when, you rate, when, you, when you lift holy hands, sometimes it's equivalent to just, just slapping God a high five. God, bam. Bam. Thank you, Lord, for meeting me. Bam. Thank you for being here. Bam. Thank you for taking care of all my needs according to your riches and glory. God, thank you for cheering for me. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for blessing me. I give you a high five. 
because you are high and lifted up and you're willing to reach down low and lift me up, praise God. And that's the God that we serve, a God, the lifter of your head. Why are you heavy laden? Why are you burdened? Why you got your head down? Raise your head up in the air. Thank you, Jesus, because God is the one who is the lifter of your head. Amen. That, that's, that's not an even swap. If I lift up my hands, he lifts up my head. Child. Come on, worship. If I lift up my hands, he lifts up, he lifts up my head. Somebody ought to give him a shout now. He lifts up my head. If I lift up my hands, he lifts up my head. My head is lifted up. I am no longer ashamed. I am no longer a recipient of ridicule and persecution. Nothing, nothing, no weapon, fashion, or form against me. I lift up my hands. He lifts up my head. He is the lifter of my head. I can walk straight and erect with my head up. I can be dignified in my gait, praise God, because God has lifted up my head. Somebody say thank you, God, for new life. Thank you, God, for the gleam and the joy that's in my eyes. Thank you, God, for the pulsing of my heart because my heart is on fire for you. And when my heart is on fire for you, ain't nothing I can't do. Nothing I can't do. It is nothing that I can't do. It's in my wheelhouse. To achieve it, I but only need to believe it. Praise God. Trust in him with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. I want to invite somebody to make a decision today. To lift up your hands, to raise your hands and say, God, I'm yours. And God, you are mine. Come forward in his name. Let him have his way in you today. Today. Somebody say, today, Lord. I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm not going to put this off. I don't have to feel a certain way. I just move out because I believe. Because I trust. Because I have faith. Because I believe that if God said it, that settles it. If God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. That's faith. That's faith. I want to be a God pleaser. So without faith, I can't please him. So we ask you to step out on and in faith to connect with the family of God. To make Jesus the Lord of your life or to affirm or reaffirm that reality in the name of Jesus. Let him have his way in through you today. Every heart praying all over this house. We want to invite somebody to come. Help me invite somebody. Say, you know, you're invited. Say to somebody near you, you're invited. Even if they already connected, you're invited. 
because we re-up during these moments. We re-up. We, re we sign up again for the relationship, for the connection. Jesus. 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 You're better than life. I want to invite somebody to come. Every heart prayer, you're invited to come. Come on, sing it with me. You are more than enough. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. Let glorify, magnify, worship you. You may be new in our community. We invite you to come. Decision-making time. We invite you to come. Through in you, through you today. Thank you, Lord, for capturing our hearts. Thank you for loving on us. Come on, every heart praying. Y'all praying all over the house. Decision making time. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. More than enough. Step out on faith. Let him have his way in you today. Decision making time. In the name of Jesus. Let him have his way in you. Lift him up. To the glory of Almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Captured my heart. Consumed my heart with your love. 